Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to the New Creation Fellowship live stream. The program will start in just a few minutes. Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to the New Creation Fellowship live stream. The program will start in just a few minutes. Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to the New Creation Fellowship live stream. The program will start in just a few minutes. Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to the New Creation Fellowship live stream. The program will start in just a few minutes. Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to the New Creation Fellowship live stream. The program will start in just a few minutes. Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to the New Creation Fellowship live stream. The program will start in just a few minutes. Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to the New Creation Fellowship live stream. The program will start in just a few minutes. Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to the New Creation Fellowship live stream. The program will start in just a few minutes. Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to the New Creation Fellowship live stream. The program will start in just a few minutes.
Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to the New Creation Fellowship live stream. The program will start in just a few minutes. window of opportunity. We're going to read one verse and then keep your Bible handy because we'll read more. Verse 18. Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to the New Creation Fellowship live stream. The program will start in just a few minutes. Joining us today, you're listening to the New Creation Fellowship live stream. The program will start in just a few minutes. Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to the New Creation Fellowship live stream. The program will start in just a few minutes. Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to the New Creation Fellowship live stream. The program will start in just a few minutes. Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to the New Creation Fellowship live stream. The program will start in just a few minutes. Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to the New Creation Fellowship live stream. The program will start in just a few minutes. Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to the New Creation Fellowship live stream. The program will start in just a few minutes. the Canaan land and, and moving there, God started talking to him and saying, you're going to face some areas and issues that you're going to have to battle. How many knows we battle? Yes. Yes. If you're not faced to battle, something's going on. Right. You ain't where you need to be. If you're saved and you're going to face the enemy head on, he's going to do everything he can to stop you, dislodge you. But thank God, I think we have the power through the name of Jesus Christ and by his blood. We see that Joshua, before we begin reading some other things here, sent out two spies 
to spy the land. But he says, I want you to go to Jericho. Jericho was the first city that they was going to approach and come in contact with. He said, I want you to go to that area there. And when they arrived, they were strange. They thought they tried to fit in. I'm telling you, people notice. Can I tell you that when you go to your workplace, they can tell whether you're strange or not? <laughs> you're different. <laughs> you're peculiar, if you want to say. I had my cousin one time write to me. And he wrote to me in church, and at first I got offended. He goes, you're a peculiar person. Then he put a scripture to it. I read the scripture and I says, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> at first I kind of got intimidated by that. And I go, I'm that peculiar? <laughs> then I read the scripture and says, you're a peculiar nation, a peculiar people. Aren't you glad that God's made us peculiar? But these spies went into the land, and then they found themselves in a place of, uh, like, we got to hide. We got to get away from, because they're going to get us, and then they're going to show who we are, and we may be killed. Verse 12 said something. Because they arrived at a place and a home and an area that should not be really where godly people should attend. But sometimes God puts you in situations, you're thinking, God, what am I doing here? It is at a place where she was a prostitute. She ran, she didn't run Motel 6. She didn't have uh, Ramada Inn on the top of her house. It was a brothel. She was a prostitute. They arrived there and they entered in. She hit them. Verse 12, let's begin reading of chapter 2 of Joshua. Now, therefore, I beg you, Swear to me by the Lord, because what was getting ready to happen, she was releasing the, the spies, and they was going to go back out to their place because they spied out, and they was getting ready to take some word back. But it says, Now therefore I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's house, and give me a true token, and spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all that... They have and deliver our lives from death. So the men answered her, our lives for your yours. If none of you tell this business of ours, and it shall be when the Lord has given us the land, that we will deal kindly and truly with you. Then she let them down by a rope. Say a rope. rope. Something you've got. You can call it a string, a cord, whatever it is, but it's a rope. Through the window, for her house was on the city wall. She dwelt on the wall. And she said to them, get to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you. Hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterwards, you may go your way. So the men said to her, we will be blameless of this oath of yours, which you have made us swear. Unless when we have come into the land, you bind, say bind, bind. this line of scarlet cord in the window, though with through which you have let us down, unless you bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's house hold to your home. So it shall be that 
Whoever goes outside of the doors of this house into the street, his blood shall be on his own head, and we will be guiltless. And whoever is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head if a hand is laid on him. And if you tell this business of ours, then you will be free from your oath, which you made us swear. Then she said, according to your words, so be it. And she sent them away and they departed and she bound, say bound, bound. the scarlet cord in the window. Say this with me, a window of opportunity. That's what God is giving us. That's what God has placed before us today, a window of opportunity. Two years ago when God gave this for me, he said that this is what I want you to give to the people. This is not left. This is not going apart. But how many knows our children are worth the fight? Our families are worth the fight. Our grandchildren are worth the fight. Our families are worth the fight. Our marriages are worth the fight. Fight the good fight, church. Let me speak to those outside. It's time we stand for the things of God like never before. Now is an opportunity we can be a voice and be a, a beacon in the night that is around us. We're living in dark times. Let me describe some things about Jericho. Jericho had walls. They were very, they were impenetrable. Not like we have today, we could fly over and do some damage, but they didn't have that ability. Walls were so thick that, two, that chariots could race on the top of them. That means two chariots could pass one another. That's how wide it was. God said this city would be the first city that Israel would embark or come upon to the promised land, and God would give it to them. Those two spies that were sent out, they were found out by the king. That's the reason why they went to this place to hide out. Rahab was the host of this place. Rahab was the prostitute. She was the harlot. When the soldiers came looking for them, Rahab hid them in the roof, covered them up. They couldn't find them. She made up a story to them when they came. But something took place so they wouldn't get caught. A cord was given. That's what you have in your hands. A representation of what Scripture has given us here and something we must understand. The Bible says Rahab let the spies down with a cord. Before they left, they made a bargain. How many knows that God sent his only begotten son? And he let him down upon this earth. He wasn't a spy. He came to deliver. And his blood was shed upon Calvary. And by his blood, we can claim victory for our lives and for our family's lives and for those around us. Let me point out something. Rahab, in this bargain, could have asked for gold. Many people, that's all they desire. They want money, money, money. She could have asked for land when they come in. But what was her request? I love that she had a, a, a mother's heart in some ways. I want my family to be saved. I don't need the gold because it'll pass away. The land, I'll die and leave it. But I want my family saved. She understood. She stepped out in faith, says, let my family be saved. More than money, more than land or what this world can offer. Something in her loved her family the most. I want my family saved. Can you say that? I want my family saved. 
Now is not time to look because our identity is not in the world. We're new creatures in Christ. Aren't you glad for that? I'm not like the world. Our hope is not in the world and its economy and everything that's going around us, even our military. I like what our president said uh, when he was giving his inauguration. He says, yes, we'll be protected by the fine men and women and the, that has done the, their duty. But he says, greater than that, we'll be protected by God. Yeah. Church, we are protected by God. Yeah. Our families can be protected by God. Yeah. More than money, more than houses and everything else that you can get a hold of. Get a hold of God and let him come into your life, into your home. This is spiritual. Notice there was a window and a scarlet cord. She let the spies down. The agreement was made. Bind the scarlet cord to the window. When you do this, all those in Rahab's house will be saved. If ever a time we need to bind the blood of Christ in our homes, it's today. The cord represents the blood of Jesus. The cord that we have given out, just a representation, just a small token you can take. You can put it in your Bible. I heard Sister C said she took hers last time and put it on where? The front door. The blood's covering her door. Can you imagine the enemy coming and seeing that? I got to leave this place. (laughs) The blood's on this house. I want to give three points, so this is not a pointless message. I want to give you three points. I want you to understand this, because I want to point to the things that God wants. I want you to make a declaration, though. My family, say my family, family will be saved. saved. You got to believe that. I don't care what they're going through. I don't care how much the hell they're raising right now. You got to stand upon the word of God. My family will be saved. And you got to mean it. This is spiritual, church. This is not something you see on a natural. This is spiritual. And that's what we've got to believe. I don't care how they're acting. My boys will be saved. They will be serving God like my daughter is. Your family can be saved. Now, something we noticed from Rahab, she had a background. Wasn't so good of a background. She was a harlot or a prostitute, as we put in today's vernacular. She was morally unfit. She was socially bankrupt in so many ways. She was not running a nice hotel, as I said before, but a brothel. She was a prostitute. She didn't say that, hey, come to my place and we'll have a prayer meeting. I have some other ideas. But all of a sudden, now she realized, she understood. She was hearing what was going on with Israel. But something I notice with this, God did not say to her, you have so much baggage, I can't do this. Hmm, let me shout on that. Yes. Let me give God glory in that. Yes. We were all sinners. Yes. And before I came to know God, God loved me. God cared for me. God cares for your children and your family. God cares for you. I don't care where you come from, what you have in your baggage. God's not interested in that. God is interested in you as an individual. You know what he said to her? Welcome to the family. What he's really saying to the spies. Okay, things will be all right. See, if you get a hold of what the scarlet cord represents, it represents the blood of Jesus Christ. And if you plead the blood of Jesus Christ on your home, on your family, upon your situations, you know what? You're covered. Say, I'm covered. covered. 
Does not matter what your background is, God can still save your family. And God was saying this to her. I know you've done some things that was pretty, not so good. It wasn't pretty at all. But so many people have guilt. Well, I can't. What will God think of me? <laughs> I'll reap what I sow. I understand the law of that. I understand that. But can I tell you, God wants to deliver you from your past. God wants to bring you out. It's not what's in your past that makes your future. God wants to have you right now. And he said, now, from this day forward, you can have a future. And that's what he was saying. The blood of Jesus makes you a new creation. Can I hear an amen? amen. So I'm a new creation. Let me say this again, emphasize this. Your family can be saved and will be saved if you believe and hold on to the things of God. I don't care how they talk to you. I've had them talk. I've had them sometimes don't even talk to me because they don't want to hear it. But you know what? They can't stop me from praying. <laughs> they can't stop me from pleading the blood of Jesus on their lives. They may not want to hear it, and maybe you don't want to see what they're doing, but I'm telling you, I can still plead the blood of Christ and say, God, here they are. I'm standing in the gap for them. I'm standing for them. My family will be saved. My family will be saved. My family will come home. My boys have got a calling on their life, and they will. My daughter is answering the calling, and she will continue. Her family will continue. We must understand this. We have a, an opportunity now to stand upon the gap that we must to church. We have did that. She stood. My family's going to be saved. No matter what road you take to get to Calvary, it doesn't matter. Get to Calvary. Get to the cross. Get to Jesus. I like what the Bible says. I've become the old has gone away, has done away with, and I've become a new creation. Mm, thank you, Jesus. I'm feeling this church. We have a window of opportunity this year to see some mighty things of God. Rahab had a window of opportunity placed before her. Thank you, Jesus. There is, see, the blood of Jesus is stronger than the past. The Old Testament, give us some illustrations here. The ark, the ark of the covenants that they had, had three things in it. The manna, the budding of the rod, and the tables of stone, which was the Ten Commandments. But there was something over them. There was a covering. It's called the mercy seat. There was one time the Philistines came in and took the Ark of the Covenant. Those ignorant people didn't understand anything. They took the lid off. I want you to get this. They took the lid off and took everything out that was in that box, that Ark of Covenant. And the Bible says 50,000 of the Philistines were killed immediately. You know what that tells me? God says, don't touch what I put under my mercy seat. Amen. Your past does not have to come in. Now, what are those three things that we look at? Those were the failures of Israel. They murmured about God. Can you give us food in the wilderness? That was a failure on their part. They couldn't believe God. After having the Red Sea parted, after God delivered them from Israel, they was complaining. 
Then all of a sudden, they had some complaining. says, well, we're called just like others. And God said, I had to prove it. That was a failure time. And then they couldn't live close to God. And so God had to create and make 10 commandments. So this is what, who I am. And this is how I want you to treat people. This is how I want you to worship. So we see that those failures, God says, I'm putting the mercy seat over them. We may have failures in our life. Even as a believer, sometimes we fail. But God says, I'm putting the mercy seat over them. My mercy is greater than your failures. My mercy is greater than anything you could ever do. My mercy is there for you. He sits on the throne giving you mercy. Let me shout that mercy. Thank you. That's called grace. Praise God. Praise God. In other words, don't dig up the old past. Don't dig it up. Don't remove it from under the covering of God's mercy. That was the first thing that we see from that, that point. The next one, take the cord. Take that string you've got, that cord, you've got the red cord. Hold it just real, just hold it in your hand. She said, they, they said, take the cord and bind it to the window. Bind it to the window. There's nothing here that suggests that the spy says, go get the priest and put it on the window. There's nothing suggests if we want to put it in today's vernacular, say, Pastor, I want you to come to my house and put the cord on my window. I want the youth pastor to do it, so have them come. No, they told her, says, you. You, that means there's some responsibility I have for my life and my home and my family and the things around me. I have to take some ownership to this. I have to take a hold of the cord and bind it to the window. If you want your family to be saved, you need to get involved, in other words, is what they were saying. It's up to you. It's up to you. Say, it's up to me. This year, God is going to ask you to get involved more than ever before. Staying home doesn't get it done. Get involved with the things of God. Don't say, well, I just don't feel like it today. You know what? Jesus didn't feel like going to the cross, but he did. And he died for me. And when he did, he said, it's finished. He nailed himself. He nailed it to that place. See, you have something you must do. Take that scarlet cord and bind it to the window. The cord is your lifeline. That was her lifeline. The blood of Jesus is your lifeline. Bind it. Pray for it. And now we're fasting. Fast for it. So many times when we go into a fast, people can get so concerned about the food and, and whatever we're giving up. They're so concerned about that, they forget that this is a place of breakthrough. I'm fasting because I want a breakthrough. I'm giving up something and get a hold of God. I'm praying. Bible says fast and pray that these things can be released. This is the only way Jesus said that it could happen. In other words, I got to get a burden. Tell your neighbor, you got to get a burden. Tell your neighbor, get a burden. Put the cord there. Can I put it in that? Let me give you an assignment. Put their names on the cord if you want to. Names of your family. I'm looking around. There's some, a few empty seats here. A few less than was before. But I'm claiming these seats to be people sitting in them. That those that need to be delivered. 
See, we're building a restoration center. We're coming up and we're going to be doing that. And we're looking this year and we're looking at some things and areas. And God's wanting us to move forward that we can restore people's lives, that God can come into their lives and restore them back to where they need to be. Right. And we're going to be a part, a hand that can reach out and help them be lifted up. Bind the cord and pray. This goes for every dad, mom, grandma, and grandpa. Your time is not done. I don't care what age you're in. This is your family. Now, you don't have to be a dad or mom, but you need to pray that your family will come in. Some of them. I hear from Sister Tammy on Sunday nights when we stand in the gap. She's praying for her niece and her brother and, and his girlfriend. She's standing in the gap for them. That's family, church. We need to stand with her. They're our family. See, it's not just what's happening in your home. This is a family. This is a church. This is a family of God. We need to stand together, not against each other. We need to say, I'm standing with you, brother. I'm standing with you, sister. I know what you're going through. Bind it around and put it around the cord. I'm praying for you today. I'm praying for you this week. Amen. Can I tell you what she did? Every day she checked on that cord. Every day, I, you know, this is her lifeline. If that cord kind of went away, her family was gone. Far too many people are letting things go that shouldn't be. We need to get back to the blood of Christ. We need to put the blood of Christ on and check it and make sure things is, is it still there? I'm pleading the blood. I'm checking it. That's the most important thing you need to do. So you need to check it on bedtime. You need to check it in the morning. I truly believe Rahab got up every day. Every morning, first thing she did, looked. I believe that even at midnight, she got up to check, make sure the wind didn't blow it away. Yeah. You know what that tells me she did? The Bible says bind. Didn't say use scotch tape. Didn't say just to kind of put it haphazardly. I believe she nailed it. She bound it yeah. as tight as she could. She nailed it right there so it wouldn't move. Yeah. There's sometimes today we need to nail some things. We need to say enough is enough, and I'm nailing this. My children, my family is going to come in. I don't care what the devil is howling. I don't care what the naysayers are saying. My family will be saved. My family will be all right. I've been checking on my cord, and it's still there. It hasn't left my home. I've been pleading the blood of Christ. I've been claiming his name. My family will be saved. Bind it. Let no wind of false doctrine come in. Amen. Oh, we've got so much false doctrine anymore in the land. Yes. Oh, it's sad. Yes. Everything goes anymore. Yes. There's no shame anymore. No. Used to be a little bit of shame about certain things. Everybody just open with everything. Yes. I work with those people and I says, man, when I was growing up, we would never talk like that. Oh, yeah. I'm going, where is this coming from? Go to the some of these places and the way that some of these women dress like I'm going, oh, if you'd see yourself, you wouldn't do that. But they're so blinded, they can't see themselves. We need to help them and plead the blood on this city that we live in, that God would open the doors, Amen. open the eyes of those around. There's so much doctrines going on. If you bind it around your children. Now, people say, well, I don't want to offend my children. I don't want to make them feel bad. You know what the Bible talks about? Bible says, buy the truth and do not sell it. That's in Proverbs chapter 23. But in Deuteronomy, it says this in chapter 6, verses 6 and 7, talk the word every day. 
to your children, to your homes. <laughs> Sometimes they don't want to hear it. But it's up to us. If we don't talk about it, who will? You know what that tells me? Nail it. Nail it. I wish I brought my hammer. I'd bang on this desk up here. Nail it. Tell your neighbors, it's time to nail it. Last point I want to bring up. She had a window. She had a window. Oh, good window, brother. I didn't have a chance to look at it. I asked him to get a window. And notice it's open. That's a nice breeze. Yesterday was great. We opened the windows and it was coming in. That was great. And... January. I believe that's just an indicator. God's getting ready to blow again upon the church. Uh, open the windows and let him blow. Holy Spirit, come in and blow in. We need that. You know what she was looking? I believe she not only looked at the cord, she looked out the window when she went to it. You know what she was seeing? Her future. She was looking out and said, that's my future. They're coming. They're marching. But that's my future out there. It's not just in this place here. You know what? She's seen an opportunity that was knocking, that was getting ready to knock. It was coming. Israelites were coming. She just not wanted anything to come in her home, though. She was very protective. She started being protective from that moment on. I can't allow just anything to come in my home. Watch your TV. Watch your music. Yes. Watch the things that comes in your ears and your eyesight. That don't take off what God's called you to do. That's your future. Look at the window. This is a window of opportunity. You know, she was looking at that window and she goes, my time's coming. My time's coming. It hadn't been yet, but it's coming. The cord's there. It hasn't left yet, but I'm looking out to the future. I'm looking ahead and seeing things happening. You may not see your children coming in yet today, but look for them tomorrow. You may not see your family coming in yet today, but look for them tomorrow. That's your future, church. A window of opportunity. It's right before us, and God's placed it with us. This year, 2017, make up your mind. God's given me this window of opportunity. I'm seeing my future before me. God will bring them in. I'm pleading the blood. I'm claiming the blood. It's the cord that God's given me. This message is a cord for you. Wrap it around you. Keep it with you. You know what she was thinking? The future never looked any better. After the day she let those spies down, her hope built up. Because they said, our lives for yours. And if you don't do what we ask, it's not on our hands. Jesus already paid the price. God already gave his only begotten son. There's no more he can do. And if we don't accept the blood, if we don't put the blood in, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. You can't blame God. You can't blame the spies because you didn't follow what God told you to do. The window is before you. Bind it around you. You know what? She was looking at the promise of God. That was a promise. That was a promise. We got 7,000 promises in the word of God. In this little black book we call the Bible, that I, I got a black book. Some of you got different colors. But I, I got this... I've been using it. It keeps wanting the pages are starting to fall off. I'm about to get me a new one, but I'm hanging on to it. 
I'm hanging on to this. Even though it's been worn and tattered, even though the winds and rains have come, it's still true. It's still true. And it will not fade away. For it's forever. My heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will never fade. I can hang on to it, church. That is my cord. This is what God says. I'm hanging on to it. This is the promises of God. That's what she was looking at. This is my promise. My future never looked brighter. My family will be saved. At the window, she came. Something I noticed with Rahab, she believed. And when the children of Israel came in, you know what happened? Everything in that city fell down. It collapsed. Whether it was an earthquake or God just said, I'm going to let the walls fall down. How they fell, this way, that way, doesn't make any difference. The Bible says her house was safe. It was a safe house. It was a place that she could have safety. She stayed in it. And when the children of Israel came in, you know what happened? Her house was safe. There's some things that's getting ready to happen in our world. We know that. The Antichrist, is on, his spirit is already in the land. There's some things that's going on. If you don't get a hold of Christ, your house may not stand to what's taking, going to take place. God's doing a shaking. It's time you wake up. Time you realize that time is running out. Every day she got up and she looked around. This is my promise. You know, in Matthew chapter one, it talks about Rahab. That prostitute, the one we hear that she was running a brothel, not Motel 6. She had baggage, but that's not what God requires you to come to the family of God is the baggage. God says, you can bring your baggage. I'll put it in the mercy seat. I'll put it in that as a testimony. Look what you came from, you came out of. Look who you are now. Aren't you glad you're saved this morning? Amen. The Bible says, and this is my interpretation, she looked down the portals of time and she seen the family God was going to give her. She seen God touching them because you know what happened? I believe God something put something in her heart and says, I believe something good is going to come out of my family, out of this womb that God's given me. God's going to provide. She became the great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus. She was a Gentile. She wasn't even a Jew. That tells me that no matter where you come from, no matter what nationality you are, it doesn't matter. You can be red and yellow, black and white. You can be purple if you want to. It doesn't make any difference. God wants you. God loves you. God wants to have a relationship with you. God wants to restore you back to the place that he can come alongside. Not for him to walk with me, but for me to walk with him. Amen. That's what he desires. He wants you to walk with him. How can any two walk together unless they agree? I believe she agreed to the testimony of those spies. Maybe you feel alone. Maybe you feel like, God, you're not hearing me. I'm telling you today, this window of opportunity, you need to start looking at the window and look at your future. Whether really in her mind she didn't realize what God was going to do with her, use her in a mighty way, she had faith. She believed. That's the whole key. That's the whole crux. Do you really believe? Yes. 
If you believe, your actions will change. If you believe, your things that you think about will change. The things you do, because her actions changed from that day forward. She checked the cord. She checked to see if the blood was there. She looked out the window. It's not my time today, but it's coming. I'm sure when she heard the army coming in, she looked out the window. Oh, my future. My future is right there, arrived. Your answer may not have arrived yet. You may have been praying about some things, but I'm telling you, now's not the time to give up. Amen. Now's the time to go to that window. My future. Amen. Now's the time to nail the blood of Christ to that window. Bind it. Don't let it go. Bind it around your kids. Bind it around the things of your home. Allow God to do what he needs to do. It's a window of opportunity. Allow God to do what he needs to do for your life. I'm sure when they come in and the walls fell, I'm sure she, maybe when they even started marching, she was looking at him and said, that's my future. That's my future. I'm sure. Can I be this little silly? Is that okay? I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> I can sure hear her in her room, in her house. When they was marching, she was just marching with them. She was marching because they had marching shoes on. God says, March. March. I believe every time they walked around every day, she was marching with them. My future, my future, my home's going to be saved. And I'm sure she would tell them, says, don't go in the house. Stay right here. If you leave out of this house, says, your blood's on your own hands. I'm sure when they made you shout, you know what she probably did? She shouted, praise the Lord. My future has arrived. I'm safe. The city's going to fall. And she shouted, I'm sure they probably looked at her, what is going on? And some people look at you and say, what's happening with you? What's going on? Because you see your future. Amen. You see what God is saying about you. Hold on. Now's the time not to give up. Hold on like never before. Check the cord. Check the blood. Check and look at the window. It's your time. Your time's coming. Your time's coming. Today is a window of opportunity. God wants you to look in the future, not the past. Aren't you glad for God this morning, church? Amen. When God gave me this message two years ago, so I want you to deliver it. It was a time that was needed. I believe God is giving you today, this year, 2017. I want you to look down. I don't know what the next few months are going to hold, but I know who holds the next few months. I know who holds the future. And I know everything's going to be okay. Because why? He's in control. I'm going to be all right. I don't care what storms I have to go through. My anchor's sure. I have hope that he's going to help me out. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to hear this. You need to hear what God said. Hold on. Touch your neighbor says, it's time to hold on. Come to the music if you would, please. So when you take a hold of the cord and you bind it to your window, your future, your home, your future changes. It becomes bright. Not dull. becomes bright. And God has a bright future for you. If Rahab could see what the future held and what she was stepping in and doing, I truly believe she would have shouted right then even a greater measure than probably she did. 
I believe she stayed in the house until the soldiers came and got her out. And they said, she's okay. She became part of the family of Israel from that point on. And God wants to make you part of the family of God, give you the opportunity to become the family of God, part of the family. God is about families. God loves families. God wants the best for the families. God wants to bless the families. Should I continue on? God wants to give you victory in your families. God wants to give you everything that you've been desiring. But it's time for me to take part. Don't rely on the pastor all the time. I'm not around you all the time. You need to take a hold of this and take a hold of it. I'm going to claim what the blood says I can claim. I'm going to claim the blood over my family. I'm going to claim the blood over my children. They will be saved. They may be involved in drugs. They may be involved in relationships that's not right. They may be doing things that you think is not right. It's not time to criticize, but to pray for them. Yes. Time to lift them up yes. and allow God to bring them home where they need to be. Yes. Stand to your feet, if you would, please, over the building. Glory to God. Glory to God. Take your cords, if you would, please, in your hands. And I want you to wave them. Just wave them. Come on, wave them. So this is the blood of Jesus. And I want you to wave it over your life. I want you to wave it over your mind. I want you to wave it over your heart. You need to wave it and say, this is the blood. Say, this is the blood. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Christ. Thank you, God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Can you give the Lord a round of applause over the building? If you would, please. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Close your eyes, all the building, if you would, please, and just worship the Lamb of God right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Oh, I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Got, got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Be all right. Oh, now I've got a feeling everything's gonna be all right. Oh, 